Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you, live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? The lifestyle. Our, our lifestyle, lifestyle. Our lifestyle. You just want a that? lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, lifestyle. How that lifestyle treat you? It always treat me uh, great, man. Like, I wouldn't want to live another lifestyle. You know, yeah, it's I cool to be it, in yeah. the know. And yeah. what I mean by that is just like knowing like really dope people, man. Yeah. So how you been, man? I've been all right, man. Uh, I'm actually, uh, the re- uh, I'm happy with the lifestyle. I've been working out. I've been dieting. And the shirt that I'm wearing today was like my goal that I would know Your I was goal skinnier. Shirt, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm skinnier. saying? Skinnier. Skinnier, yeah, yeah. So I, and to be honest, bro. I'm not even skinnier, dog. I'm just more fit. Like, I actually weigh around the same amount of... I weigh the same, dog. I'm just more fit. Working out at least three times a week. I miss bike riding, though, bro. Yeah, I think bike riding was great for me because, like, it got me around. Out the house, you know, like, I think I'm going to start riding in the snow. I think I'm going to take my bike get up the to tires. the bike shop, get the yeah. tires, and get the little outfit. And, and then me and, me and Yanni, I used to, like, going with her. It just was cool to be, like, around riding with her. So what I would do, I show her different ways to get to the same location and yeah, the same yeah, destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I think that's important for all your children, but especially your daughters, so they just never feel lost. Right. I can't wait to teach my daughter how to stab you in your neck and twist it. Yeah. Take that shit out. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Wild violent, but sometimes it calls it, it for that. Call for that. It you feel what I'm that. saying? So what's going on with you? You got a word? Yeah, I got a word, man. It's funny. That's causing laughter or amusement. It's humorous. What about you? You got I, a word? I got a word. It's comedian, professional entertainment consisting of jokes and sketch uh and sketches intended to make an audience laugh, man. Why uh why was that your word? Man, because we Hold had Hold on, before you tell our words, man, like we already told them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, niggas is on their joints reading definitions and shit now, nah, man. Come and on, man. We've been doing that for like, what, Day three, one. four years strong reading Day definitions. One, and now I'm hearing niggas on their shows reading definitions They might mix shit. it up in the middle and yeah, shit. Hey, man, just, just say just, you listen to yeah, it. Yeah, just say you fuck with it. Because yeah. everybody fuck with it. Niggas know where y'all getting it from. Yeah. Niggas a lot in of the niggas. know know. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. if y'all listening, y'all ain't the only niggas who y'all think and on that level listening You know what I'm saying Hey man just Say you listen, listen to it yeah. I got this When when you was doing the shit That you got from Snoop You say I got this from Snoop You know what I'm saying right, It's right, okay right, You know right. what I'm saying It's okay mean? to let nigga know man That you fuck with him You yeah, feel yeah. what I'm saying Cause we know that you fuck with us You <laughs> right, feel what yeah. I'm saying But we ain't fucking with y'all Y'all gonna keep that up man We got to start calling niggas out man. Yeah, yeah 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 And bumping in the niggas You feel mm-hmm. me But anyway man We here because we have We have a female comedian uh, We been had a few comedians You might be the first no, we had some females. Uh, the lady from Germany. Oh yeah, she was the first. We had an international female comedian, but we got a homegrown one today. So go on here and introduce yourself, baby. <laughs> what up, though? What up, though, y'all? I'm comedian T Barb, straight out of Detroit, Joy Road's finest. And yeah, she that. is a retired hood rat. I'm a retired hood rat. Her words, not yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking for a dope title for the show, and I had like. I, we just go kicking it with you know. Yeah. What I'm I had some shit like that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watched your special, right? You know, <laughs> said it did. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna call this, you know, retired hood. Retire hood, right? You so know. you say you fresh off of Joy Row. Let's talk about growing up on Joy Row. How was that for you? Um, I mean, it was a different experience, and I think that that's where the moniker retired hood rats come from. That's y'all new vocabulary word for next week, moniker. Yeah. Um, but no, we use it before we go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, I'm late. Okay. Uh, but that's where that came from. Just basically, my parents met fresh out of prison. Um, so they both was they fresh both out of prison? They both was fresh out of prison. Yeah. So they were in Jackson. And then after Jackson, back in the day, they used to have vocational programs. You yeah. know, like halfway houses. But they used to teach them real skills. So they both was in the mechanic program. That's yeah. how they met. Um, basically was banging, according to my daddy. That's how my daddy worded. It ain't my <laughs> word, and it's my daddy word, and he ain't nothing. Uh, that they was banging, got together, got pregnant with me. Yeah. Um, Did I they finish out- the mechanic program? My mama did. I think yeah. my daddy dropped out. You know oh, what I'm so saying? So he just wanted that to be That coochie was too much for him. He <laughs> yeah, couldn't come yeah. back and look at that coochie, you know? No, that's actually more reason <laughs> to finish. Because <laughs> yeah. now you know that I got a skill. responsibilities. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
well, you know, they they weren't ever together for real, right. you yeah. know. And then, um, so my mother, that was her second prison bid. So my mother did about 12 years all together. My dad did seven years. Yeah. Um, and they came out and they had me. And because of some of the afflictions that they had growing up, yeah. they had a lot of issues. So my daddy was the dope man. You know, my mother was on drugs. Yeah. A lot of mental health issues. Yeah. Um, now, that was an interesting dynamic. You said your parents wasn't together. They right. had you. And then you went into what they became after they had you. You say your daddy was the dope man and your mama was on drugs. Did your dad sell drugs to your mom or did he or did he even was he in your mother's life to know that she was on drugs? Well, I think that that was just something that they knew coming out of prison. You know, an addict can tell an addict. Okay, you know okay. what I mean? And one thing about it is, you know, back in the 80s. People would do a little dibble dabble, but it didn't get out of hand. And like it wasn't no crackheads. Like that's what people don't understand. Like it wasn't You're right. Crackheads came, came from, from using drugs in the eighties, but it wasn't no. Were, it wasn't no like because they wasn't addicted. And shit. It wasn't yeah, they was dope fiends. Yeah. So it's a little different. If you were in the streets, you would know dope fiend is more of a heroin addict yeah. than a crackhead. Which and is a if different. you if you kind of if you not strung out, you can kind of keep that up for a long, long time. time. Like until on, uh, the point of uh, being like on good times, my old girl needed her purse and Thelma got the purse you, they didn't know she was a junkie a, yeah, a dope well, fiend. yeah yeah that, so that's, the, that's what so I mean. like when did you discover these things because that's something like a parent may try to uh conceal i'm not gonna say hi because i'm hiding it if i never plan on telling you but i might not want my 10 year old daughter to know that just yet so when did you start discovering these this dynamic because okay so both of your parents coming out of jail to meet each other that could actually went a different way, and they both said, "Fuck that! I ain't never going back. I got this baby now, and we go get on our shit, and we tell her about that when she see how we living, and we can say, hold on, now before we had you, this is what happened. So, like, when did you discover that? Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I think that I was oblivious for a long time. You know, my parents used to party like everybody. You know, right. I'm from that era where the kids go in the basement. You know, not right, kids right. would be sitting right up under their mama while they talking grown. When we Smoking was growing up. Right. When we was growing up, the adults upstairs doing whatever they doing, the kids downstairs, we probably humping on each other in the corner. We don't know. We just down there. So right. we At really least you kept that real about that humping, though. Yeah, well, listen, everybody <laughs> humped in the corner. I'm sorry. Yeah, At least yeah, once. It was yeah. always somebody older always encouraging us to hump. Come on yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, but... I think that as I got older, I started to to notice because things happen in, in our life that really trigger things. So like with my mom, so I would have been the third generation to be institutionalized. Yeah. And then, then my grandmother on my father's side also went to prison. And then my grandmother on my mother's side was had been in a mental health institution since my mother was two years old. My mother was raised in foster care. Okay. So that's one of the reasons that led to a lot of the afflictions that she went through because she was abused while she was in foster care. Right. She Especially got married back then. at 17 yeah. to, to a guy that was a gangster and they started robbing, robbing jewelry stores and robbing people. So that was kind of just her way out at that time. So it probably took me to being a teenager to really start to notice because things got a little worse on the mental health side right. as my mother had more trauma and this is something that happens in the african-american community well all this the is time. something that happened in all communities, communities. Well, all communities but i feel like the reason i say the african-american is because a lot of other cultures do understand the need for therapy the need for something well, yeah, yeah, that with was us we feel like well, we feel like, well, not me personally, but a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm going to take it to the altar. You know what I'm saying? But faith without works is dead, right? So you can't just dump all, like, and that's one of my, uh, that's one of my uh, standalone issues with, like, uh, the concept of Christianity that people use. You can't expect to dump all your problems on anything, and it's just going to get not better. Stop right there, right? That same concept that they take with the altar, women take to their husbands when they, like, super Christians and all of that. I'm just going to not even deal with my problems just mm -hmm. dump them on the person i claim i love and then blame them because they can't help me deal with them because i'm not dealing with them personal it's like no well, <laughs> that's that no, a that, little deep no no, 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 but that, no, no when no, you no, look no. at it though no, like, yeah, 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 when you like, i'm just down. messing with you no, yeah. no, no, I'll I'll you, you but you yeah. are you are 100 <laughs> right but that's what it goes like you know what i'm saying and as i go see because i've been through so many different stages in life i went through a hood rest stage like i started smoking when i was 11 that's the first time i smoked weed i smoked every day 
from the time I was 13 to probably till I got pregnant with my son. Weed, cigarettes. I've smoked cigarettes since I was 13. You're I don't though, smoke right? now. Because okay, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I can't have the, <laughs> the new lifestyle I bring you <laughs> in the community. I am yeah. not try- Listen, hey, that's hey. for something else. I am not you, trying to be You can go to, to the community. That. You know what I'm going to treat you right. I ain't for everybody. <laughs> we know. We, he knew. He recognized something in you that he said I could deal with that. Yeah. So, like, because you said you've been through different phases. Mm-hmm. Like, along these phases in your life, like, how was your relationship with your parents as you got older, as you be started to become a teenager and started to, 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 what's, to going what's going on? I think when I was a teenager, I went through a lot with my mom. Like, we've been on the Rolanda show. We've been through a lot. Like, I've been. What, what is Rolanda? That's it's, old it's an old talk show. I was so happy when it got canceled, so I'm glad you said yeah, that. I know what you're talking about. It, it, it's, uh, it's on the YouTube. What season? We've been looking for it forever. I don't know what season, but we've been looking. If somebody can find that, I will pay them because I really want to see that clip. Nah, it was it because you was a troubled teen or just a... I because mean, what my they mother... Saying. Like, so... When I say I grew up unorthodox, like some people, they go sit down with their mom, they get their nails done, they chill. I've never had that experience one day in my life. The mm. most I probably did is me and my, my mom taught, started telling me how to fight. So I thought that was so funny what you said earlier, because when I was eight, nine years old, I was being told about pressure points, how to spit in people's eyes, just anything. Like, how skills. To make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she'd been in prison so long and my mother was 4'11 and she used to get jumped on by the guards. She was so scared that somebody was going to hurt me. Right. So that was one of the main things. So I've never had an orthodox relationship like me and my mom talk about men or me and my mom go get our nails nah, done and none when of that. You, when, when you're growing up and you seeing your friends have these relationships with, mm-hmm. with their mothers, did that make you resent your mom and act out more? or was I it- used to cuss my mom out. But my mother... My mother had a lot of mental health issues that was hard for me to understand at the time. At the time. So when you see women walking down the street or you see, this is how I'm able to deal with mental health so well. And that's how I end up being a social worker. Yeah, because we were going to get to that. that. That's what yeah. um, and yeah. I'm going to say this because, like, you see people that walk down the street and they talk to themselves and they like, well, that my mother would go into them spells. Yeah. So we would have to save her all the time. The whole neighborhood knew. They knew to call us. I've ran home with my My mother had the worst mouth. In the world Well you already said 411 so yeah, yeah, yeah. Once she, you factor that Into anything else Listen My mother know how to cut deep She tells an Arab person That they breath smell like pork You know like She like <laughs> she would just, go deep yeah. On somebody Stuff you wouldn't even think about So That was my experience Like I was a caretaker Let's say that And right. then my father He lost his kidneys When I was nine. Oh, Both of them so, Both of them yeah. So one thing about it Was that even though he had his own afflictions, he was more of the reasonable one that came to the school that made sure I had trumpet lessons. So it really started getting bad because so once he got sick, good. he it could go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I had like, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, so, so, so who raised you yeah, yeah, for the yeah. most like so I like well, the adult. streets raised me. Well, no, like, so, no. so, but your, <laughs> it ain't not, we get what you're saying. Like yeah, you, you've been yeah. off the porch, but like like my so, sister was 16 years older than me. Okay, that's like, and that's from your, your my dad. mother. Oh, okay, okay. So she was more of the voice of reason, even though she had her own family and she still wanted to be my sister. You know what I mean? Right. But she really was the glue. That helped me together, yeah. if that's what you mean. And then yeah, I like, had an amazing family too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, did you gravitate to whose side of the family did you gravitate toward? You said your your grandma and on your father's side had been to jail, mm-hmm. and then your father been to jail, mm-hmm. and then your mom had been in a mental institution. My so grandmother you, was in a mental oh your grand since your mom. My was mother too. was in and out, but she never was there for long periods of time. Okay, so like who like what side of the family like gravitated towards you? Like this is the pride and joy, like a new baby, especially if your father is the the person everybody love in the family, and if he getting money, he go be one of them people. Like you know what I'm saying. So what uh side of the family gravitated towards you to say maybe like an aunt or something besides your sister because I mean at 16 having to look out for your little sister it's like having a baby yeah Yeah, exactly I think so this is what's so crazy about it so my aunts and uncles on my mother's side was raised in foster care my mother went and found all of them as she was a teenager okay my bloodline of my family is when I say amazing amazing like for them to all be raised that way um broadcast engineers my cousin is my dentist my other cousin is a partner of her law Yo, farm. Yo, because your cousin put some goals in my joint? Yeah, she no, got I'm dead serious. He no, been, she for he real. Been, no, he been looking Why for a dinner. Why you want some goals? 
Soul Teeth, man. Uh, royalty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you better get you a little little plug in. Because I lived in New Orleans. Yo, and listen. I wanted to go too bad as hell on the side. He, hey, let's talk on about, the side. Listen, listen. His favorite type of women are Harlow in New Orleans. Oh, really? <laughs> and my wife from uh, Joy Road. Uh, what, Herman the Project. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, she from, oh, she from but the no, real no, Joy no, I'm serious. Your, your cousin could put some gold on Because he has been looking for I've somebody. Been looking. And Dr. Tracy Cobb. Go see yeah. her. She's at Aspen Dental. Listen, okay. send me her information. Okay. Because I want four across the bottom, two across the TLP. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You Solid tripping. Joy. Nah, uh, why? I used to have, okay, so you remember Gibraltar Trade Center? Yeah. Back in the day, I probably was like, 10 between 10 and 13 I went got me some goals had them you could pull them joints out you know what I'm saying yeah I'm going to give my shit go it's a, it's a gift to myself every time I accomplish something I just so what you accomplished did you go get you some goals well he's an award winner I'm an award winner four times you know, really yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so you know Urban I got two fiction. books out yeah, yeah we, we gonna, gonna get, get to that, that. okay oh, I'm sorry <laughs> let me stop I'll be ready I'll be jumping yeah, the gun yeah. Urban Fiction so you said so I, I found it uh, cause I was on your uh, Instagram and I seen I think it was like maybe your last day at uh, work or something Somebody was taping you uh, It wasn't my last day It was like towards the end yeah, When I was yeah. ready to quit Yeah so like Is that why you got into that? Like No So I'm gonna tell y'all I'm gonna try and give a, a synopsis Of how this went So I ended up going to college By myself I caught a Greyhound bus To Dillard University In New Orleans I had never been there A day in my life I know um, you was uh, New Orleans been fucked up since forever, like crazy fuck. Like, yeah, yeah that, but you know what? That's why I wanted life. to go there though, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I was so ghetto that Master P and Cash Money Records sound made it sound more ghetto. <laughs> so what can a ghetto bitch do but go to a more ghetto place? Yeah. Like I did all the ghetto shit in Detroit and yeah. bought everybody. Yeah, this was a different. I've been ghetto, at though, all what? the bars that, that don't kick kids out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's time for me to go to this project ghetto. So I get down there, and that's why I say shout out to Master P. I'm not starstruck on celebrities, but if I met Master P, I probably would start crying yeah. because he had to realize that, and this sound crazy, through all the ghetto shit he was saying, it saved my life because when right. I got to college, it was a different story, and I was really beefing real heavy in my neighborhood, shootouts. Um, I got jumped in my prom where they tried to jump me in my prom dress. It was just real thick. thick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew I had it to go somewhere else. So I went down to New Orleans, went to Dillard University. Shout out to all the HBCU grads. Uh, met my best friend, met some positive black people, even though I was smoking a drink, and we all were, that were able to kind of change my thought pattern. Yeah. So when I came back, I became a social worker. So my main thing was because my mother was raised in foster care and she had such a bad time, I really wanted to be that, that right, social right. worker that made the change in someone's life. So I started doing that. Then I went to Children Protective Services. Okay. I did that for seven years. Then I went to Adult Protective Services. And and everything you just said, like, will have, like, a strain on your mental because, like, like it be some fucked up shit going on with kids. Like, you know, and then you, to, you transition, okay, that's too fucked up for me. Let me go see what's going on with these adults. And it's, like, even worse because when, like, because, like, like mental ill kids and all of that, they become mental ill adults. And the older they get, the less type of, the less people are there to care for them. So like a nigga might be, you know what I'm saying? Retarded for sake of the conversation, but that, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, and once his say. mama or grandma died, nobody there to give a fuck about him, And he just get tossed to the side and you got to go make sure that these motherfuckers take care of them type of shit. Like, so that seemed like that could be hard on top of your own life. Like, so how, how did you deal with that? You know what? It, it was, it definitely, when I first got into it, I used to take a lot home. So I would be, I'll never forget my, my first like case when I first got in, into the field, they sent me on a placement. Okay. They sent me along. This is something I would never suggest that they ever do. Right. They send me, oh, yeah. They send me along, right? <laughs> I'll look, try to get some points. They send me along. <laughs> so I'm going to place this boy, and I remember the staff saying they've never seen, it was 10 o'clock before I left. Like, he was nervous. I it was, was 10 nervous. 10 a.m.? 10 p.m. Oh, so, so, so you about to so go what is the place? So I Tell dropped him off Tell at 3 o'clock. Yeah. I stayed there with him to clean up his room, take him to get something to eat, fold his clothes. It was my first time ever experiencing that. And they told me that was the first time they ever seen a social worker do that because generally they drop them off. Hey, all right, I got some McDonald's, but it was in my heart. Right. See, social workers like are supposed to care. Absolutely. I don't think a degree goes into social work. You know what I'm saying? Because, because you can't you know, you teach can't, me how to you care. You can't teach me how to care. Like mm -hmm. your story to like, so say 
a motherfucker got a degree. I interview them. Um, you tell me your story. I'm going to go with you because you actually have a reason to care. The person with the degree just went to college. Like they can't teach this shit because if they you didn't from, deal with it, right? They if you from an affluent neighborhood and you want to be a social worker because you want to go help little mm-hmm. black kids, it's different than growing up as one of those little black kids. And that's how, but that's how it happens. Because I started in Oakland County, it was a drastic difference from when we had people. Very judgmental. You know, they don't have a bed. Kids removed. No. I slept on the floor plenty of times. I slept on the couch plenty of times. How many times have you been over your cousin's house and y'all done made a pallet on On the the floor floor. for fun? Yeah. Not even just because y'all had to. was the best times. The best times. Making a tent. (laughs) So I noticed that and I thought, I felt like, not even thought, that was my calling at that time because I saved a lot of kids from going into foster care. I couldn't do that. I would Um, see, I would like, I'll be back tonight. I've I've seen Take him out the house. I'm about to come kick this door down and kill this boy. I mean, I've seen (laughs) child rape. I've seen kids um, kill themselves. I've I've seen a lot of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Murder scenes. Do they they offer... Uh, counseling. counseling for you at your when you into this like that seems they like that do, would be but they don't one. push it the way right. that they that should. actually that should would be, be like, mandatory like Thursdays would be like counseling day by last name okay you y'all everybody last name such and such get this is your job for the day you don't get paid if you don't go you mm-hmm. get like because how do you expect me to deal with this and then come home and hug my daughter like that's like being a cop mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like. The mental capacity of that, like, congratulations that you was even able to deal with that. Yeah, you know one of I'm my saying? partners, uh, I was familiar with her for a long time. Uh, I don't know. she We uh, lost contact, but she that's what she went to. She ended up working for the state of Michigan for that. You know what I mean? And, and like, when I would talk to her, it's, I can tell when she just been somewhere, it just don't sit right with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's even hard to deal with just on a friend level. Not, not think about it. What if I was her mate? Oh, you man. feel what you I'm can't saying? Keep no relationship well, like the that. thing is, see, this is what's. I'm agree with you in that social work. It's almost like the president, right? It's one of them jobs you're not doing it for the pay. Yeah. You really have to be connected you gotta, you gotta to the passion yeah. of it. That's one thing. I think another thing with social work too is that, and this is hard. You have to separate. You have yeah. to, as hard as it is, and that's why I say, like, the first yes, couple yeah, of years, yeah, I, can, oh, I had a hard time with that. Yeah. I had a hard, I was taking it home. I mean, I was giving my clients my personal phone number. They was calling me. It took me a minute, especially once I had my own son, to realize, look, I'm going to help y'all as much as I can through these hours. But, but just, not to cut you off, but see, I understand what you're saying, but you everybody you ever helped that was like the first person to care or the first like it's hard One to look at yeah, like yeah. or the first person to care in a long time like so that's how they even you were some people's first time that anybody ever cared now they know how to discover that somebody cares or not mm-hmm. so like yeah that's all that's all so let's get to you leaving that job like you know no, no but that that i told that to really go into how the comedy started yeah. because it's so crazy so i had got this crazy case right like the craziest case i had ever had they took my manager who really is good management is everything so as hard as that job was because i had a manager that was so good yeah she didn't mind stepping up if you was overwhelmed that day she didn't mind saying look i'm gonna go in the field for you today we gonna work this out um they took her and put her in another position i was like uh-uh. i'm out of here I'm talking about I had a case with a a child that wasn't a human being. And what I mean by that is that she was born at home and had never been to school, never been to a hospital, did not have a social security number, did not have a date of birth, didn't even exist as far as the world was concerned. On the paper. And as as much abuse as I had seen, that was way more difficult to try and establish somebody right. as a human being who has no record. Now, now, was that the only thing that was wrong is she didn't have a record? Like, was she being properly taken care of or whatever? I mean, she ain't never been to school. But that don't that, mean that, that she don't wasn't mean she was being, being properly That's true. taken care of. Like, they was okay, no lights, no gas. Oh, okay, so it's, it was still a fucked it up situation. It was a reason that I had yeah, to go yeah, right, right, like, That's I'm how saying we if, found out. That's right. what I'm saying. So if y'all would have found out, like, somebody, like, say, you, your cousin and you had a baby at the same time, and she like, this bitch son ain't never been to school and sent them over there but then you get there you like well it's a bed there's computers there's, you, you feel what I'm yeah. saying they learning cause they yeah. learning because not existing within the system of the federal government ain't abuse to me to me no I I agree, but no, what I'm but, saying but is, but the reason you was there was fucked. You feel what I'm saying? Now the other stuff is abuse to no gas because people need lights, heat, water. You know what I'm saying? It was it, okay. So 
that was a different situation because the reason that they didn't send her in was because they was covering up the other abuse shit. that was going yeah, on yeah. in the home. Okay. Yeah. So that that That's was different. it. Yeah. But what I was saying is that because normally I can go in and a kid had a situation, I can pull them out. Right, but they, I they can't like, pull it ain't them no out because they like, well, as far Show as the record goes. Show me that the goes, kid exists. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I go to Adult Protective Services, which is supposed to be this easier, cushier job. Let's be honest. The state don't give a fuck about adults. Let, hey, let me be honest with you on that. They feel like they adults. Uh, it's not a lot of help for them as far as it is like for kids and a lot of mandates. Like there's not even a registry. So let's just say you go smack the shit out somebody, grandma. If you smack the shit out somebody, kid, it's a registry. They say, uh-uh, he can't be around kids. Yeah. For adults, they don't even have that. So people, these adults a lot of times have dementia, can't press charges or won't. And then this person say, fuck it, I quit here and then go over here and get the punch. Yeah, you, yeah you, a, you a different type of low life bastard. It happens like, all, all the time. Right, right. But um, when I was there, I had a co-worker who was in the comedy. Now, I've always been goofy my whole life. I think it was really a defense mechanism because when you younger, your mama talking to herself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the neighborhood knows she on dope. Now it gets directed towards you. So either you going to laugh or I'm going to beat your ass. It's going to be one or the other. Either I'm going to smack the shit out of you. We going to have a good time together. Yeah. You choose today. Yeah. So that's kind of how that, uh, that matriculated. And so as I'm in this adult protective service, my coworker like, I'm a comedian. We go to her show. Yeah, I ain't gonna say. Well, the show was funny. Yeah. We had a good time that night, and um, she was like, "You should come do an open mic." You know, I'm in the office, always goofy, always making people laugh, goof goofball. She was like, "You should try." Yeah, I was like, "All right." She told me to get three minutes together. I said, three minutes, okay." First of all, that's a long ass time. Long ass time. A, a long ass time on the yeah. stage with people just looking at you. The Super Bowls have been one and two minutes, so the two minute drill is you know, three yeah. minutes. I went in there, went ham, went ham. You know. Uh, was talking about my single mom. You know, at the time I had just broke up. <laughs> she said that her mama would tell her Arab that his breast felt like pork. Call a Jewish man uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> they be mad as hell. And then don't even say pork. She'll say swine. You know, swine sounds so yeah, much harsh, worse than pork. Yeah. I just thought about that, but I would have threw that up in there. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> no, my mother was out cold with that tongue. So it's like, I. so I went, I did my set, you know, I had put together, I had just broke up with my son's father. So everything was about being a, you know, the first one they call single mom sex, but this one was really about, you know, sneaking somebody in and all this stuff. And they cracking up. Next thing you know, I met Kool-Aid. Yeah. Okay. Kool-Aid, when I met Kool-Aid, he let me get on the stage. He took me up under his wing, and it just was taking off since then. Yeah. And um, about a year into it, I started making a plan to quit my job. Yeah. I knew that it was now or never. I'm well, not, not getting quit. younger. Just retire. Just retire. Okay, retire. retire. Okay, retire. retire. Yeah. I was going to retire. Yeah. I mean, I already had a hot dog cart, too. I seen so, that, yeah. yeah and yeah. you're a vegan chef, too. And I'm a vegan yeah. chef, yeah. yep, yep. Selling hot dogs. Yeah. I don't get half my dog. own supply, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. listen. I'm yeah. a true dope girl. I'm yeah. from the D. Yeah. I don't get half my own supply. No. We have pork sausages. We have all beef hot dogs, turkey dogs, veggie dogs. We have Italian sausage, uh, hot sausage, and polar sausage. People don't like no beef hot sausage most of the time. Oh, man, they ain't had I one get them, yeah. but you got to have, have that big Chicken one. hot sausage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got that? No, we ain't got that. Uh, add that to the man. Add that to the man. They got to have what's by popular demand. Not they, don't the they, don't they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. If somebody wants what the twins you, want, we go, look, you ain't know you wanted that too. I want right in here and this something that the twins Until want. Until I saw the CBD on yeah. it. Yeah. But no, so you got the hot dog stand. So you was already making an exit plan from... from well, I had the hot dog saying this is my 16th year. Yeah. So, no, what I'm saying, you is not yeah. you like incorporating you. You now you're really adding it up though. Like uh, now I'm getting minute. rid of cars. <laughs> now I'm selling houses and downgrading to other houses. It yeah. was a real sacrifice well, for me. Yeah, because I wouldn't say you downgrading. You just you, you minimize you minimizing because I know that the thing about entertainment is when it pay it pay. But when, when it, it don't, don't, it ain't it don't. It ain't you feel what I'm saying? And it ain't nothing you can do about that because you gonna be in demand. Then you go slide. Then you might shoot back up, but then you go slide. So it's like just minimizing. And I think a lot of people don't really well, yeah. understand that about entertainment. Or, or setting yourself up. Like when I everything I got now, I said this is the bottom of my barrel. This is definitely not the bottom of a barrel. This is just the bottom of my barrel. So this is the best and worst time of my life. Where I come from, this is the best I've been doing. Where I'm going, this is going to be the worst. But this worst ain't bad at all. Right. And this worst is somebody's. 
a stop yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. You feel what I'm so, saying? So when you finally say, you know what, it's over. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what? How did what, you walk how, out the building? Yeah, how did, how you, did walk? you walk out the building? Uh, I did. not went on a medical. <laughs> like you should, because like you had some time. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you say you met Kool Aid, and he obviously, uh, you know, God bless the dead, played an integral part of your life. First of all, I've never heard a bad story about Kool Aid, and that's that don't have nothing to do with comedy. That's just coming in contact as mm-hmm. a person, just yeah. as a person. Like you feel what I'm saying? And like, how did how did how did like how did your relationship blossom? Because he meet comedians. That's what he he's mm-hmm. a, he was a comedian. He go meet comedians. He's a comedian's comedian, right? So like, how did your relationship blossom? Because you kind of just getting into it. He had been doing it, you know, veteran. And then like, how do y'all build the relationship to even say like you can consider what me joke a mentor? Was it that you told? Well, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. One thing about Kool Aid is that Kool Aid was a developer of people. Yeah. So you get a lot of people that want to hide from you. They don't want to tell you about the tricks. They don't want to tell you what to do. Kool Aid was not like that. Kool Aid was one of them people that really embraced you if this is what you really wanted to do. I don't think. It hurt that I had titties because Kool Aid was a ladies' man. You, you know need what some I mean? Titties. So thank you, thank you. I, <laughs> you I want love some my help? Titties. You need some titties. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I love my titties. But all I'm saying is that I think when I came in, because normally, honestly, it was just my destiny and my fate. Because honestly, he doesn't let a comedian he's never seen and never hung around go up on that stage. Only because we got all of these people that's been hanging every week trying to get stage right, time. Right, right. So somebody vouched for me. Right, this yeah. one my third time getting on stage. He didn't know that. Yeah, I came in and it's like I didn't brought my whole family. You know, like that making a thing too. like yeah, like I got a I got I a got fan an base. I got, yeah, I got, they yeah. want to see me. He like, but I ain't never even heard of you. I never seen you. Nothing. I was like, come on, give me a shot, please. Like I can't look stupid in front of these people. Come on. He's like, all right, I'm gonna give you five minutes. How many minutes did you have ready though? Already the three. Yeah. Okay. The three. You know what saved me though? That heckler. Yeah. Because I had a heckler, and one thing I could do is roast a nigga. Yeah. So that was enough. I didn't even need to do no jokes. All I had to do was roast that nigga on the Barbie. That was it. Wow. Next thing you know, Kool Aid was like, I like you. You got it. Yeah. Keep coming back. Yeah. Kept coming back. What year back. was this? This was 2016. So this will be my fifth year in May. Okay. May what? Because our birthday in May. Oh, y'all birthday May what? 22nd. 22nd. Oh, so when y'all some Gemini's. Uh, we said Antoine and Antoine. Yeah. Because uh, we twins. How you caught that? Ah, uh, so y'all some Gemini's? I mean, people would identify yeah, us as Gemini's. But why wouldn't they be us? Because we the twins. Like, yeah. You know so saying? Gemini's are us. We not Gemini's. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. y'all not Gemini's. Gemini's, Gemini's are, are you. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. When's your birthday? Y'all a trip. Yeah. Whole fall. Whole fall. No trip. March 25th. Okay, so you are what? Aries. Okay, yeah. Okay. Which I, which I got to say about Aries. I don't even know how to distinguish between yeah. the signs. Like, I know this. Every bitch I ever met, fucking, I don't know their birthday. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel. So, so you, so you be fucking with bitches and don't know their birthday. I'm saying I didn't. I wouldn't know the character. Okay, so if your birthday March 25th and somebody else's birthday November 5th, I don't know the difference in your sign. Like, okay. the, what what I'm supposed to be looking for? Like, you know what I'm okay. saying? Like, oh, she is such and such. She still. I don't know. What am I looking for? You know what I'm saying? So, what do Aries do? What are, what are, what are you, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Why well, I gotta start? Because off every sign think that they're the best. So what? What no, is? No, I, I don't think I'm the best. Yeah, well, that's you should. You're the thing. best comedian, right? No, I'm yeah, not. You got some growth. I'm not. Right? I got, got growth. growth. And that's real. real. Yourself, that's yeah. real. Being real with yourself. See, that's a Gemini thing. We real. real. So, no, I feel like I feel like this has always been um, my perspective. And I get people. I don't have nothing against people who say they're the best. But if I'm the best, how can I get better? And best is uh, uh, subjective, uh, yeah. right? Because. Right? Especially you, okay, with so comedy, you might be the best light skinned comedian with titties. Like what? <laughs> like, what, what okay, do we so say? you say minimize my. If I start categorizing right, and right, subcategorizing, you know, other people will. I'm people the will best comedian from Joy Road, light skinned with titties, born in the eighties. Bow, yeah. bow, bow, right. bow. Because like, <laughs> especially oh, because so okay, so let's do comedy, right? It's no. So the only real stat in comedy would be how to if you can sell an arena, right? But what if you don't like doing arenas? No. That no, I'm saying it. what's a comedy a stat, stat? A, a stat, real stat. Like, like I sold out the garden seven times as a comedic act. I sold out the forum. I sold out the Staples Center. But none of that makes you a great comedian. And none of that makes you funny. Right. None of, you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Funny that, is a business. Right. And I think that that's what we get 
a lot of people get that misconstrued. Everything is a business. So that's just like if somebody has a podcast and maybe it's not even close to yours as far as content, as far as entertainment-wise. Right. But they have this huge platform and this huge business mind. It right, is right. what it is. Right. So with so with comedy, it's so many different levels. Yeah. You have skit comedians. You have comedic actors. They could never get Tell on a, a stage yeah. and, and do stand-up like I do but could make you die in a movie. Yeah. Then you have some people that stand-up comedians, and you shit, they like a rock outside of being on the stage. you like, you a comedian? So it's different levels. And for me, my measure of success in comedy is, is being able to provide for myself doing what I love to do. Yeah. So if I went to work for the state of Michigan and made $60,000, if I still only make $60,000 doing comedy, why am I not successful? Because I still can provide for myself doing that, what I want to do. And, and the life that I, I want. So we just talk about minimizing, getting ready to like retire from that type of life. And that's what I've been doing. I said, I'm just going to document the number of hours it took me to write the books that I just finished, right? And I'm going to gauge it on how much money I make off of putting that amount of hours in versus the amount of those, that same amount of hours if I would have went to work. And I can only do it on an I can, I got I needed like a straight year of that. Whichever makes me the most, I can dedicate my time to because the amount of hours that it paid per hour. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm good if and I can the make residual. a residual. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, right. Well, because that's that's what's the best it, thing about. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's it's the residual. But I'm saying like, okay, if it take me seventy hours to write this, and I could go somewhere, and the advance on one of them books is like a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, no way, shape, or form is 70 hours at this job going to make me $100,000. Never. You know what I'm saying? Never. So I know that these 70 hours are more important than these 70 yeah, hours. Not to mention all of the other things you could do. Now you can go talk. Yeah. Now yeah, you can go yeah. do a speech. Now they want to pay you to, to come talk about your book. Now you can talk about how to write a book. Now maybe you can coach the next even, person yeah, I ain't through even how to all do that. that out yet. Yeah, but I'm just saying, saying it's oh, no, 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 so no, no, many trickle-down effects yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're working for yourself. And one thing about it is sometimes you got to take five steps backwards to take ten steps yeah. forward. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are scared of that. Are scared of that. Once somebody who come from any situation where they feel like is the gutter. Cause one man's gutter is another man's not his gutter. You know, Callous. right. You know what I'm saying? But they scared to go back to the gutter. Like, I'm 38 years old. No, I do not want to go back to my mother's 38 basement. in the building, y'all. You know yeah, okay. Also, oh, 82. I'm 30. Yeah, yeah, so I'm 82. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, so you, you right on. Look yeah. at you, look at you. I didn't even yeah. want to say that in front of this one. I didn't even want to say this in front of this one right here. So, no, I don't want to go back to the point I ever felt like was the lowest the point, lowest, yeah. and which was my mother's basement, right? Yeah. But if I know that I got to go back to my mother's basement for a year, I know exactly what it feel like to get up out of there. Right. I know what I don't need in her basement. I don't need none of what I got at the house. So that's not no bills. You know what I'm saying? But people be so scared, and I don't fear that shit because your path is your path. See, the people, what, what people do, and I was one of these people. I'm on a path, but I want to tell everybody how the path go go. Mm -hmm. So I'm not recognizing certain things that's actually pushing me forward to the path. Like if you're on a path and you walk in and you see your path and you see that it's fucking a, a puddle ahead and you move to the side, just because you, you move yeah. to the side, that don't, don't mean, mean you ain't on the aware. path no more. You just got to be yeah. aware. And that's what you got to do. Lot of, and, a, and a lot of people, so people are afraid of the unknown. And I'm the exact opposite. I embrace the unknown, right? And I embrace the unknown because that's what build character. Like everything about me, I'm me because something unknown that I didn't see happening was going to happen. And, and once it happened and I dealt with it like that, I'm still breathing. You know what I'm saying? So now I know how to handle that. Like one thing you said was like good management is the best the best right and when I became when I used to work in retail when I became like the best manager I could be I only knew because of the, the people I affected who I was managing and I've been out of retail legitimately probably for like three years but my favorite time in retail is probably like six years ago and I still talk to them people today mm. they still hit me up especially the guy who was my assistant manager he still hit me up he say hey let me run this like what's going on in my uh my uh professional life by you what do you think right and i never offer my opinion because i what the type of manager i was was you you got it man you know you can do this you want me to tell you or you want to do it <coughs> so when he asking me this stuff i come on man you used to work with me it ain't no goal that you can't accomplish you feel what everybody, i'm saying everybody um this is something that 
helped me to really um, turn. You know what I mean? To to grow up, to really retire from my hood ratism, my joy roadism, yeah. is making sure that I had people around me that were better than me. Yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean like no low self-esteem. I don't mean like, oh, she's better. I meant like, you know how to do this very well. I want to be around. I need this service or maybe I want to do it. Let me get up under you. You dress well. Let me get up under you. You know how to speak with people. You know how to make business right, right. deals. Yeah, you, yeah, Let yeah. me get up under you. You know how to write. Let me get up under you. So I noticed instead of feeling intimidated by the people that managed everything well, I wanted to align myself. And with you got intimidation. Gotta, like anybody who feel intimidated by anything, that's just uh, that's just that's whack. that's no, it's not whack, but that's the fear. That's the intimidation. That's the fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when that's I look not, at fear yeah. is whack. Though, but so, but you yeah. can't because <laughs> at like some people just don't know. Like right, I showed you that picture. You know what I showed you, right? But we belong there. That's how we always felt. We belong in this room what, because we're going to what we take away from this room. Everybody not go take away what we needed to hear. You it might have just went over your head. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you, you feel what I'm saying? And, and people don't look at it like that. Every situation we go in is because for one, we're supposed to be there because the divine creator, if you subscribe to uh, God or whatever, or Jesus or whoever or Buddha, or Allah. But the, the, it's, it's, this is really divine. Like it's a such thing as a is like it already been written because you done been somewhere and left one minute earlier and got where you was going and heard somebody got killed two minutes after you Amen. left. You feel what I'm saying? I, I had a situation one time, you know, I was sitting on the couch and then something, something told me, and, and I'm not even going to say something, but like, you know, the, the intuition and the answers just told me, sit on the floor, man. Just sit on the floor. I was watching a football game. It was Monday night football. I was watching a football game and something, I was on the phone and someone was like, the answer said, sit on the floor. So I, I didn't even stand up to sit on the floor. I just slid off the couch and sit on the floor. Bullets started coming through the window right after wow. that. You feel what I'm saying? And I can't be like, oh, I heard somebody walking because I wasn't paying attention. I was on the phone watching football and then just slid on the floor. That's as soon as, you. soon as my ass hit the floor bullets start coming through the window you feel what i'm saying so it's like people gotta listen people gotta pay attention and people gotta know what's for them you feel what i'm saying because if you don't see that for yourself i can't see it for and you and that's a great thing uh that was faith over fear that was that type of thing uh, you right? know so, that's the name of my book so. uh, tales of a retired hood right? right so let's talk about the book you know so i haven't bought the book i'm okay. going to buy it but i'm writing right now so i don't like to read anybody else's works while i'm writing you know no problem so february i might be on some uh Take Go ahead, watch off. it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's eighty two pages, so it's not a, a so it's a novella. So novella because that's what he wrote. Award winning uh, novella author. You know okay, what I'm all right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Shit, I'm yeah. trying to get award winning, I, yeah. I and I you think you um I think you'll enjoy it. Well, I read the synopsis. So okay, that, like I'm saying, I literally just didn't have time to get it before. If we would, okay, I watched Getting Off though. Okay. Okay. We gonna get thank to that you, in a second. But I didn't have I didn't know you were an author when Cheryl hooked this up. Cheryl did hook this up. Real great friend of the show. Had a good time with her. Yeah, had a good time when she was on the show i my can't cousin. wait to go to her she, yeah you know yeah. she keep my cousin t barb y'all gotta have her own y'all gotta be on her uh, show so don't think we don't know about your show oh yeah monday you know morning <laughs> monday morning <laughs> definitely anytime yeah. anytime yeah. come on through we so let's here. talk about we, the book uh, me and you go ride together uh because yeah, y'all gonna be together that sunday night so let's talk about the uh the uh, novella Tales of a Retired Hood right? You know what I'm saying okay. Is that basically the story You was just telling us About the family Yes it's that? a it's an abbreviated um, Because actually What's so crazy Is I'm working on A sequel to that Because mm-hmm. everybody Who read the book They, they loved it um, It is I define what a hood rat is Because I see that Everybody has Different definitions That's just like You say dating Some people think That's fucking yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's going to get some food, you know. So I started to I started to understand, and it's funny because y'all had that definition. We a lot of like on here yeah. because I feel like definitions can be everything because I'm starting to realize that everybody defines everything so Different. differently, yeah. and that's the problem. We all are subscribing and learning to unsubscribe to what somebody else tells us is something. So, like, let's just say monogamy, right? You want a guy to subscribe to monogamy who somebody else telling you what monogamy is, and he don't even understand. He just heard the word a million times, monogamy, right, monogamy. Right, right. And we subscribing to it. And the real reason that it's even monogamy is because a motherfucker wanted a divorce and wanted the bitch to itself. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I want that one, but I don't want nobody else to have her. You know what I'm saying? Some white man shit. That can only be a white yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> you talk so, about on a monogamous tip. Okay, yeah. that's a whole nother story. Y'all gotta bring me back for that one. Yeah. Um but well, okay, well first I first I we, we, we go because I want be, you to say your be, definition of hood rat. So to me, a hood rat is not based on promiscuity. Yeah. It's really based on that person's Willingness to do anything for the hood So I even go into how Kim Kardashian Is a hood rat You got a lot of blue collar people that live in Calabasas They hood rats, they out stealing They out tricking, they out doing whatever they gotta do To be down for the hood Right. Okay so it's just just perfect Being a hood rat is in you, it's not on you You know what I'm saying, so a perfect example Nunu from ATL Wanted to be a hood rat She wanted to be a hood rat It wasn't in her But I'm gonna tell you this, she was a hood rat because she, she was took she it was that willing far. to do anything yeah. Yeah. Oh, for the hood. Right, 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 she was right. willing to act like she didn't have nothing. She was willing to catch the bus. She was willing to do all these all things shit for the that hood. Her daddy worked hard that she wouldn't, wouldn't have, have to do. do. Right. No, I, I get that point. But all I'm saying is for me, hood rap wasn't even um It's not a place. It's a it's a it's, it's a feeling. It's a mentality. Because like you, you your said. hood, I mean, that's the hood she from. Just Whatever you hood yeah, you yeah. from. Right. So you could be from Bloomfield and be a hood rat and be down the street. And ain't fuck nothing. You know, and ain't fuck nothing. You might be down the Street stealing. It's, I know a lot of kleptos. This rich as hell, yeah, yeah. and they and they do that because they don't have as much money as people think they have, and they, they want to keep up their front. You, you being a hood rat. Yeah, you wanna. You not being yourself either. You not. You gotta being keep yourself. your front. So. Up. um um, so where did you retire The book is available on Amazon Kindle yeah. um, Once again it's just a motivational memoir too So what I try and do is use Different inspirational quotes that I came up with Throughout the book Like letting people know that anything worth happening Probably will be uncomfortable to obtain I talk a lot about different um, Different relationships I had a big problem with the people I grew up with When they read the book um, They didn't <laughs> like it Why not um, though because they, they felt got, that made, I was made saying, them face they truth. yeah, because they felt like I was saying like, oh, I went on and did this and y'all still some hood rats. Like I told them, I was telling everybody I was a hood rat too. So it's not my fault that y'all still stuck in the same place and y'all take Y'all still life. going to the same bar we was going to when we was 15. When we was 15. And it's still open. With, now you're with your daughter in there. With it's the same chairs. Year old. We humped on them chairs at 16, baby. It's old, coochie, it's old coochie juice on and them chairs. And you shouldn't be upset about that. You should use that as inspiration. Like, sometimes people think that, like, nobody, you just put the work in. Like, you just put the work in. And the work you didn't put in reflects in where you at. I put some work in. I got my ass up off the seat and went to college in New Orleans. You didn't. Right? I got my ass into something that was for me with social work. You didn't. Right, so even if I just was a social worker, I still It'll don't be have different. to. Yeah, yeah. Still, so, I, I but still. they mad that you. I think it was a transition, and see, I even talk about in the book transitioning because a lot of people don't really get this point. So as much trauma, because I just had a the owner of Inception. David we had him on. Had him. Yeah, he's oh, sweet. That, yeah, yeah. I like some of the stuff he was talking about. Have you That's been to Inception yet? Though? No, we oh, we go. We going, baby. Okay, uh, me, you, the wife, we all going. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. y'all really, it's real. He not joking. Y'all trying to be in some entanglement shit. No, 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 no entanglement. I just told you I'm gonna help you get better based on some shit that you heard David say. Right? Yeah, we know to be that we know to be true because he's been on twice and we've been to Inception. You feel what I'm saying? So y'all like it? Yeah. What you mean? Like you, you go sleep the best you ever slept that that next that night for right. sure yeah. he just was on your show like this yeah, past. yeah 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 but he, he told people in public that he had his best interview with us you yeah, too yeah you feel well, I, but you know that was before math so it's like no let me yeah. stop no but, no, but really, he really though, yeah. did. he broke he, it down he kicked it to some stuff and and don't be wrong i've been in touch with mental health like when i left to go to the state that was my first time having a real therapist and it was like the best experience I've had this, in the world. This this, this uh, inception you can't even compare. Like no, no, he was just like, talking about fight or flight. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that that was where I was saying the fight or flight response because when you come from the hood. At the level I came from in the hood, and now you're trying to be a professional, you're not always accepted because now they're looking down on you right, because maybe ends, you don't have yeah. right. And then so they looking down on you. Now your friends you grew up at you think you too bougie, or, or think you acting too but good because yeah, you got a job, yeah. and now you just in limbo. Like how dare you put food on your own fucking table? Right, and and without a food stamp card yeah. that yeah. you did not buy, dick you know, yeah. right? Yeah. Without yeah. sucking a dick. That's yeah. why I won't so, get no bitch no money. Yeah, uh, but no, don't do that. You gotta get. Not no, not after a sexual but, act. Not, if not, I fuck with you, I fuck with well, you. Well, my thing yeah. is this: it that's a whole no. Story. What's your thing? So what's what's your thing? I want to hear your thing. My thing is this, and this is exactly how I feel. First off, finances I don't compromise on. 
Yeah. And I'm going to tell you like this. And I don't mean as far as somebody giving me their finances because I've been taking care of myself. I do it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not, we ain't missing no meals. Me and my son ain't, ain't missed a meal, ain't missed a beat. I'm an ultimate hustler. If I got to get out and scrub some toilets, we going to get some money around here. Yeah. But at the same time, a man in your presence should be prepared to help you if No, 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 no. This, this is what I mean, though, right? Now, listen, this is what I'm about to say. To. Hold on. Hold no, on, listen, because, listen, this is what I mean. I'm not going against I will help you. But if you ask for something and I come over Monday and you need $50 or whatever for whatever, right? And I give you the $50, I won't, I won't get my dick right sucked or have sex with you Monday because I'm never going to exchange some money and then it's followed by so a So you would act. never get married. I'm married and make, now. And make it rain on your wife. No, no you're not listening. We, we ain't talking we about, ain't talk about my wife. spouses because said, that's no, 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 no. You said, but no, no. So you need to clarify. Act. No, a sexual Look, act. Listen, listen, listen. So say, Women say, trick with their husbands all the listen, time. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. So if, say, you need something. On Thursday. On, on Thursday. Okay. And I give you it Thursday. I'm tight. I don't want no sexual act. It's nothing... That I'm going to want because you're actually it. worth what, more what? than that. So that would be me looking at you a different way. Like you don't have to fuck, fuck me. You don't to have get, to fuck me to if you if, need if, your if, phone bill. But paid. this if my I thing. Fuck with this you. my thing. I get what you say, yeah. but you know. Well, I guess maybe it's different for women. I'm not gonna come in to find. I might say, "Hey, babe, damn, today I gotta go run and get an oil change. I need some money right, for right, oil no, change." No, listen, right? listen. You, and if I come home not, later on, I want to suck your dick. You're not, you're not gonna not tell the same. me no. That's not the you're same. not gonna tell yeah. me no because you gave me the money for the oil change. I'm gonna suck that dick. I'm gonna tell you no, no, no. Listen, I'm never turning down the dick suck. But what we saying is, okay, I turn it down. I'm not taking no sexual. I'm saying if I give you some money Monday, right? But this is too nothing from you. First of all, a bitch I fuck with, I should have been. Knew her your wife probably change. don't never be wanting to get some money if she got to make a decision no, between the dick I don't and think some it, money. I don't think it's with your wife. You mean we saying people that we okay. fuck with? Okay. Like yeah, yeah. I got homegirls who got kids. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like one of my homegirls got like five kids. This is my nigga, right? If she needs something. Bro, you don't have to give me no pussy for that. Like, I fuck with you. You think I'm going to know that you need something and not make it happen for you? I don't right, need that's what I'm no saying. pussy. You can't you offer me you pussy. No tricking. Yeah, no, that's no pretty much. Yeah. Because I don't want you to think. That, that I'm a is, trick, first that, of all. That I'm a trick and that it's based <laughs> on that. Like, I fuck with you, right? I know your son's birthday coming up. I know you have, may not have been working for two months. What I look like taking a pussy because I bought your son a birthday gift. Now, that's, that's something different, though. No, I think, I think, that, I think that I get exactly what y'all saying, but what I'm talking about is... You a line of as, pimps, though. So, see, yeah, my right. daddy was a pimp, too. Right, 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 see, right. look, no, you just telling us you want to get that pussy up, so it's no, all good. No, no, I did yeah. not. When is little man's birthday? When is little man's birthday? He got to be 13. What is birthday? PS5 that, that'll get you a couple weeks of pussy. Yeah, a PS5 will get you a couple no, weeks. Of the digital no, or the physical? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that. What I'm saying is that. Um, any man around me will be prepared to do it. If it, if that's not where you at, that don't mean we can't be cool. I can't date you because you I didn't put in so without much work. Dating, though. Like, okay, because you did say dating is going to get I something to I used to, but yeah. probably not now. Why? Because well, we older? See, like- no, because, because, for instance, I grew up a certain way. So, like, people talk about R. Kelly and this and that. That My neighborhood was full of R. Kelly's. Yeah, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The conversion vans in front of the school taking all y'all hoes. Y'all want to talk to the whole grown nigga outside for him. So, this is what I'm talking Grown niggas wasn't taking okay. my hoes. But well, not ahead. your hoes. But yeah, all the hoes. We had on, a house and a car and shit. At the all time the hoes in McKenzie. I wouldn't give a damn. <laughs> Let me yeah. say something. This back when, 90, you know, 90s drug dealers had real money. Right, yeah. right, right. So, you so know. So, was fucking at 15 years. I know. Fucking, it, yeah. it was wrong. Definitely. But at the time, we would get blamed for it, even though we knew no better. You know what I'm saying? This is this is they were grooming us a certain way, right. and and there's no way that a 15, 16, 17, 18, hell, 20 year old woman could compare it to the mechanics of no grown grown ass man that's been out here in the streets. Right. They know that talk. They know what to say. So I come, I get that. I came from that area. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I've did a, a lot of things, you know, especially survival. You know, survival is survival. When you ain't got no motherfucking food or or I'm smoking weed or whatever and I don't have my basic needs met, that means that I'm going to do what I've been taught to right, get right, my right. basic needs met. Ain't nobody talking about going no alley or no shit. But, hey, nigga, you around? Hey, I need this. I right, need that. No shit, okay, you want a little shot ass? All right, let me lift it up to the side. You know, that was back then. <laughs> Right. And I'm on a, Thursdays, you might feel like that. When again. you know better. Ah! No. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you know better, you do better. No, yeah. no, I'm not so saying. Okay. It, and it's hard for me right now. No, I'm dating. Like, dating in 2021 got to be like extremely wild, right? And I already thought about that, right? But like, if I was not to be married no more or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I was telling a nigga like, bro. I'm not introducing no woman into my daughter's life. I'm not letting her meet no other woman. How did your daughter? Four. Okay. And he said, well, hi, blah, blah, blah. I said, because my life as a father is not based on my life as somebody's boyfriend. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they don't. They don't. They, they do don't. They don't. It ain't no buts. But that's, no, no, it is buts. Because that's a that's a totally different concept. But you marry, so yeah, marry, yeah. you that's not something that you're going to intricately think about the way that you would if you were single. It was for the sake of conversation. Do you see work. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, I do, no, actually. No. I think about I shit like that. I actually do think about shit like that because like just because your shit can be going good today and not going good tomorrow you know what i'm saying and then a precedent that you set with your children is Is what what they they follow follow. i'm not absolutely i'm not saying to bring nobody in and out your kids life but that but that's how i can separate the concept of getting some pussy like not giving don't you not giving me no pussy if I ever give you some money that day like I'm not ever exchanging I mean, you some just, money you just you just you different I, I mean you, you got know? the money I can't I, you arguing the point of why I ain't taking the pussy I don't understand that argument yeah, like, yeah, you like, got the money you go got pay the, the money, bill go pay the bill like Shit. why you like so now you feel like do you feel less than this nigga don't even want no pussy like no it, it's not even <laughs> that because I'm not even equating the money with the and pussy what a lot of people a lot of people do though. This night, if I still, if I didn't want no dick, okay, that's fine. But if I came in that motherfucker and I wanted some, you gave me some money, you not going to tell me no because you gave me no money. That's some bullshit. Because well, that's that, what that's I wanted a, to Well, you can't come in nowhere I ain't letting you in, so. Uh. <laughs> you, you, she'll break the door off of that dick. Uh. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, because will. I'm celibate right now. Yeah, so. She's selling a bit of what? But you just we don't pay, so you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? I know, you, I'm, I'm celibate anyway. I'm going to have to good. ask you a question like I heard a nigga say, like, uh, well, why? Why am I celibate? In a nutshell. Um, because I'm single. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I it's mean, a, but it's single, a different time. Yeah, it's a, that's what I'm saying. It's a different time. It's the Corona going on. Like meeting somebody new and getting some pussy is more. I've been dangerous. having a problem meeting people for years. No, no. This is what I'm saying. It's yeah, more dangerous than in the that. '80s. You know, right? You met in the you. Yeah. You got the CBD. Oh uh, no, no, no. Nah. Y'all, y'all ain't, you dra- got, y'all ain't listen, dragging me into that. Wild your mind, you your mind, too close. They accepting you with open eyes. Y'all don't by choice, not by force. Always by choice, never by force. AJ, if they want. No, no, hold on though because we, before we get out start my shit. yeah before we get out of here uh tell them where they can uh view your last stand-up special. okay they can view my stand-up special was which is getting off that's no g-g-e-t-t-i-n getting off on amazon prime i'm actually producing season two of that yeah. we're starting a television network called rugo tv network so everybody be on the lookout for that and like i said it's your girl first time producing something so i'm very very excited about that i also just write my first television series which i'm excited i wrote that with mike larson who's a hollywood writer he's been nominated for an emmy he's wrote reba ellen show bill maher two guys and a girl he's working with me on that so i'm very lucky and happy for that if they want to get my first book Uh. faith over fear Tales of Retired Hood Rat. That's on Amazon Kindle. I also have a vegan cookbook called The Hood Rat Kitchen. What else? Vegan you cookbook. With you? With, yes, I do. Which right. is available on my website, which is www.tbarbisfunny.com. You can also hear me every Monday from 9 to 12 on the Retired Hood Rat Morning Show with my co-host JJ on The Streets Radio. You can is download JJ the, the app uh, Streets with the Z313. Who's the Seven Mile Fago nigga? Okay, Fago. Yeah, that, yeah okay, Fago. That, he was a funny nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. I watched the whole series. I watched. Okay, series, yeah, you, know you did. So yeah. you watched all five. So there's a lot of things that we're going to be changing. Yeah, yeah, Marcus yeah, Olin. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. We we really appreciate that. Hey, but this was crazy though. I kind of watched that before I knew that. You know what I'm saying? Because we did? some we some motherfuckers. We, if it's Amazon Prime and you from here, we checking it out. Checking it out. Because first of all, we want people to do that to us. Like I feel like you should just check some shit out. You ain't doing shit anyway. You feel what I'm saying? And then like that way when you have the opportunity because every to bump into these people and say hey man I, you, fuck, with I you. fuck with you you <laughs> did good that is the difference between the motherfucker saying I'm done with it like today, or I'm gonna keep like, pushing yeah, like today if I walk like I just asked you about Seven Mile Fago I've never heard of him I ain't in the comedy clubs right. and shit he might hear this and right before he heard his name be like man I ain't doing this shit no more and then somebody he don't know Listened to him and thought he was funny. You, you know, know what, what I love about that is because support is everything. Yeah. Support is everything. And people don't understand that the big star that you see 
They was in a little club like us. They were producing their own special. So I really appreciate y'all for watching Getting Off Season 1. Don't forget Season 2 is going to be bigger and better. And this is how we grow from the ground floor. It, it Sometimes it pains me. So many people in Detroit be like, I never heard of her. I don't know her. And then I go to Houston and it's a line wrapped around the building. Well, because or you, I go to uh, LA yeah. and it's a line down the street to still oh, see, see me. That's why you so, in LA too, AJ. And why do y'all just, can y'all just shit keep is real. on? Y'all just hit it Why are you trying to deny everything that, yeah, that why the universe trying, is trying yeah. Yeah, you don't, do that. Don't be the hood rat and let it sabotage yourself. Right. The you stars are aligning. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Let's keep moving through space. Like, what the fuck? I am done with y'all. No, I'm you just started with, with him. Yes, yeah. the show is almost over, but you two. You know what I'm, I'm saying? So, AJ, if they want to get at you, man, how do hey, get at you? Hey, man, if y'all want to get at us, y'all can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod, at TCE Pod. Man, if they want to get one of them books or something, where they can get with you at? Man, they got to get with me one sljackson.com. Go to the purchase link and you'll be able to. Uh, order you a copy of animal instinct the urban jungle whatever you want you want the paperback the apple ibook it's on uh, amazon it's on all of that uh, the animated series will be done pretty soon i'm excited about it i'm excited yeah, about yeah, it oh yeah because you're looking what at about the, your books uh, listen listen oh the, oh, the uh, three that i just wrote them in a tuck, them yeah. in a tuck. but yeah. the, the, uh, the original animal instinct the urban jungle uh, i won th- three awards from it and then we took that book and we turned it into an animated series because it's mm. an urban fantasy based on the criminal life of animals in the jungle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some twin yeah, rabbits. Yeah, twin rabbits. So, yeah, so th- oh, this pen. deep shit. Yeah, yeah. This pen is the pen that I first took the notes with. You know what I'm saying? So I got that in gold. And then I uh, just got this, this Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim because I had a. Uh, I like Donald Goins. Yeah, I had. Kenyatta's a, Revenge. Yeah, my name came out of Kenyatta's Don Santiago. My okay. real name is Santuan L. Don. Oh, my name wow. came out of that. But I had. I had a uh, vision, and at the, in a vision, uh, the uh, uh, Iceberg Slim and Donald Goins passed me the torch, and they told me that it's like my responsibility to never let their names die. I don't even really write urban fiction. Any urban fiction book that I write is actually going to be based on real people and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I got the same greatness that they got, so I can't let the greatness. That's and our great grandfather was partners with Iceberg Slim, Slim. And so that's founded because Iceberg Slim mentioned him in, in his Pimp. book in Pimp. So. so my name came out of a Donald Goins book, and my great grandfather was friends with Iceberg Slim. Like nobody could tell those two stories, you know what I'm saying? So I got the same greatness, you know. What That's I'm saying? dope. Yeah, I like you. Donald Goins. I never yeah, had yeah. Uh, read Iceberg Slim. Just a pimp story, story of my, my life. life. Okay, so you like Donald Goins, right? So mm-hmm. let me tell you a little fun fact about Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim, right? So Donald Goins wrote his initial book in prison, and it was a, a book about cowboys and Indians. He read Pimp Story of My Life and then wrote Horse Son and Dope Fiend and they came out on the same publishers that Pimp Story of My Life came out mm. of. You know what I'm saying? So if Donald Goins never would have read Iceberg Slim, we all know. We it all would know. be Donald well, Goins. Right. Yeah. And Donald Goins is the first author in the uh, urban community to use a surname because he was writing so many books. He was the first to write all them books and they like, well, we can't keep putting them out. We need something. Well, you need another name. So A.C. Clark is also Donald mm. Goins. And I was just on Amazon and I found an A.C. Clark book. That shit was like $7,000. Yeah. Wow. See, that's the type of shit that would be in my collection. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. we got to get that joint. You got to get one. It's more than one because you feel what I'm saying? You got to collect that shit because yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because right. who would know that as, besides right. somebody who put the work in, in to know the research. I, the greatness. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I, I ain't got no Jesus piece. I got my ancestors on here. You know what I'm saying? So that's is, dope. Yeah. That's dope for sure. Hey, uh, I'm AJ. I'm SJ. I, I want, want for my brother what I want for myself. myself.